Well, Merry Christmas. My name's Austin, and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. It's that time of year and that time when we celebrate the coming of Jesus. This year at a Valley Point Christmas, Eric shares the story of Jesus, how he came for us in such a beautiful way. It's truly amazing and only God-inspired. Join us as we look at a baby that changed everything, our Christ, our Savior, Jesus. Do you have a wish list this Christmas? Uniquely, this is a time of the year where we all get to dream a bit and have some fun. And in the majority of homes across our nation, in just a few moments, gifts will be shared and eyes will brighten up a bit and smiles will be exchanged. Surprise and delight will be the banner that many of us will fly for the next few days. And that's because there's nothing quite like making someone's day or even their life with generosity, with gifts. You've already experienced a mocking of the 12 days of Christmas, which is really a song about giving gifts. And I feel I've got to bring a little bit of dignity back to that whole thing. So let me tell you a little bit about that song. It was actually written in 1780, and it made its way into the United States in 1910 by a teacher from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, who was trying to find some type of song for her Christmas pageant. And originally, back in the day, all of the items that were part of that song were reasonable, meaning that you could afford to buy them. Now, I have no idea why anybody would want to buy anything in that song, but apparently back in the day, birds and things of that nature were popular gifts, and you could afford these items. But lords a-leaping, and doves, and partridges in pear trees have apparently spiked in cost, and they're crazy expensive now, because PNC the bank, just did a calculation that if you actually bought all 364 items across every verse of that song, it would now cost you $101,000. And here's what you get for $101,000, just in case you forgot about what that song actually says. So check this out. Here's what you get if you want to cough up $101,000. You get 12 drummers drumming, 22 pipers piping, 30 lords a-leaping, 36 ladies dancing, 40 maids a-milking, 42 swans a-swimming, 42 geese a-laying, 40 gold rings, 36 calling birds, 30 French hens, 22 turtle doves, and of course, 12 partridges in pear trees. And that price does not include bird maintenance, which you will certainly need. And if you'd like to have all of those items shipped to you because you don't actually want to go into a store that sells lords a-leaping, because who wants to go into a store like that? It's going to cost you to have everything shipped to you another $16,000 because the cost of shipping live birds is a lot of money. Craziness. My guess is none of that stuff 
is on your list. Hopefully it's not. But what is on your wish list? Gifts. As a family, we're really excited about our celebration this year because our youngest daughter, Cambry, is now 10 months old. And don't you see her? Isn't she great? Yeah? We love her and we're excited about watching her open up Christmas gifts for the very first time. It's going to be a lot of fun for us. Gifts. See, there actually is a gift that is greater than anything that you could receive this year. And it's ultimately what the story of Christmas is all about. The gift of an infant who changed everything, absolutely everything. Scripture actually tells us this in Luke chapter 2. At that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire and all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant, And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born, and she gave birth to her first child, a son, and she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. See, the birth of Jesus changed everything, everything. And the story of Christmas is about the birth of this infant This baby, this rescuer named Jesus. It's the story of how up there came down here. It's the story of how Jesus chose to draw near and lean into people who had leaned far from him and he offers himself as a gift to everybody. Gifts. Let's think about this for a moment. Because if Jesus really offers himself to us as a gift and his gift is that much better, and it lasts that much longer, then this could be really good for us. I mean, it could be amazing. In Isaiah chapter 9, we actually find these words about Jesus. It describes him for us. It says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he speaking of Jesus, will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It's such an awesome verse because it tells us what we get when we open up the gift of Jesus. And we actually find it in his names. So let's take a few moments And let's just open up the gift of Jesus and discover what he actually has for us. And let's have some fun for this. And again, we find it in his names. The very first name we discover in Isaiah chapter 9 is Wonderful Counselor. And in that name, we find the gift of guidance, direction, purpose for living, 
Let me ask you, have you ever needed some guidance in your life? Have you ever had more questions than answers? Have you ever been paralyzed because you just don't have a next step in front of you and that thing is not clear at all? See, with the gift of Jesus, we get guidance. And his guidance is good. The second name we find for Jesus here is the name Mighty God. And in that gift, we find strength. Let me ask you this. Have you ever lacked strength in your own life? Physical strength, mental strength, emotional strength. You just don't have it there and you're not sure how to move forward because there is a lack of strength. See, with the gift of Jesus, we get a lot of strength. Strength to survive. Strength to make decisions. Strength to accomplish everything that he has for us. It's kind of fascinating to think that God's answer to everyone who's ever bullied or terrorized or threatened is a baby lying in a manger, wrapped in strips of cloth, a harmless baby, a helpless baby. But yet that baby, that Messiah, that Redeemer, that Rescuer, that Leader, that Forgiver is Jesus, and he offers us the gift of strength. And his strength, it's good. Well, the third name we find for Jesus in Isaiah chapter 9 is the name Everlasting Father. And in that name, we find the gift of compassion. See, Jesus is full of love. He is full of compassion, just like a father. And for every father who is not the perfect picture of love and compassion, which none of us are, Jesus is the embodiment of compassion and love. And when we get Jesus, we get a whole lot of compassion just dumped right out on us. And his compassion, oh, it's good. The final name we find for Jesus is the name Prince of Peace. And in that gift and in that name, we find a whole lot of peace. And what's amazing about this gift is that Jesus makes it clear to us, with him, we get peace with God. Because of Jesus, we can actually have a right relationship with God. We can have peace with him, which is amazing. Not only do we get a right relationship with God because of Jesus, but we also have a shot of having a right relationship with the people around us. I can have peace with you. And you can have peace with me. And you can have peace with the people around you. See, when we open up the gift of Jesus, we get a lot of peace. And his peace is good. See, the gift of Jesus is just incredible. And here's what we get. Guidance, strength, compassion, and peace. And when we trust in Jesus alone to save us, he just showers all of this stuff right out on us. And the gifts 
that Jesus gives, they're good. Think about this for just a moment. Because Jesus is the wonderful counselor, let's follow him. Because Jesus is the mighty God, let's hide behind him. And because Jesus is the everlasting father, let's enjoy him. And because Jesus is the prince of peace, let's welcome him and find rest in him. Gifts. Some gifts do disappoint though, don't they? Last year for Christmas, our youngest son, Caden, had asked for a pair of Batman boots. And he was really, really excited about getting these Batman boots. And I knew that he wanted them. And so I called my mom who lives in Illinois. And I said, this would be a great gift for you to buy Caden this year. He wants a pair of Batman boots. And so she said, all right, I'll take care of it. And she went out and she bought the boots and she shipped them to our house. And we kept them all wrapped up until Christmas morning. Christmas morning came, everybody ran downstairs and we began to open up gifts and Caden opened up that box and I was so excited just to watch the surprise and delight on his face as he opened up something that he had wanted for a very long time, Batman boots. And so he ripped into that box, he opened it up and he pulled out a pair of Spider-Man boots Now, we tried to convince Caden, our son, that Spidey is a legitimate superhero. But he wanted nothing to do with Spider-Man at all. He wanted his Batman boots. And so he just put his head down. He walked upstairs to his room, and he cried his eyes out. And it was great. (laughs) It was fun to watch. You know, some gifts disappoint, though. And that's probably happened to you. You can probably share a story at some point in your life of how a gift was just kind of disappointing. But here's the thing. The gift of Jesus and what we get with him when we open that up, all of this guidance and strength and compassion and peace, the gift of Jesus never disappoints. Imagine that you worked hard and you went out and you bought me an expensive gift and you gave that thing to me and I never opened it up. I never enjoyed it. I just kind of pushed it off to the side. How would you feel? Hurt? Probably disappointed? Perhaps even a bit angry at my callous rejection of your incredible generosity. But I want you to hear this. Many celebrate Christmas every year and they fail to open up their most expensive gift. See, many celebrate Christmas every year and they fail to open up the greatest gift that is available to them, the gift of Jesus. Gifts. In 1 Peter, we actually find these words about Jesus. It says, he never did one thing wrong, not once said anything amiss. They called him every name in the book, and he said nothing back. He suffered in silence, content to let God set things right. He used his servant body to carry our sins to the cross so we could be rid of sin, free to live the right way. 
His wounds became your healing. You were lost sheep with no idea who you were or where you were going. Now you're named. You're named and kept for good by the shepherd of your souls. And I love this phrase. Now you're named. You're named. I'm named. And that's a good thing. It's a good name. It speaks of belonging and it speaks of a connection that comes with the gift of Jesus. So think about this. We're celebrating Christmas. I mean, it is here. And I hope that you have an amazing celebration. But as you walk through this, maybe it's just time for you to seriously consider the gift of Jesus and just open that up and enjoy all that he has for you. Guidance, strength, compassion, and peace. That's available for everybody. What does that even look like? Well, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. Believe. Trust. That's the simple message of Jesus. Trust in me. Trust in me. Trust in me. See, here's the deal. Jesus came to pay more than just a visit to earth. He came to pay for our mistakes. He came to pay for our sins. And he knew there was no way that we could ever take care of that on our own. And so out of his great compassion and mercy and love for us, he paid the price so that we could enter into his family and have a forever and loving friendship with him if we just respond to the gift. I would encourage you and challenge you that if you've never trusted in Jesus alone, if you've never said yes to him, if you've never opened up the gift of Jesus, that this could be your greatest Christmas celebration ever by simply responding to his leadership and his forgiveness and becoming a part of his family and enjoying the gift of Jesus. You can do that. If you've already responded to that gift, are you still enjoying it? See, here's what happens with gifts. We tend to open them up and then we quickly forget about them after a little bit and we push them aside and they become dust collectors over time. And maybe you've responded to the gift of Jesus and you've trusted in him, but Perhaps you've kind of pushed him to the side a little bit and he's now way out there on the margins of your life just simply collecting dust. Maybe it's time to just enjoy him again and here's how you do that. Let him lead. Let him lead every part of your life. Are you letting Jesus lead? See, the gift of Jesus is absolutely amazing. We get guidance and strength and compassion and peace. We have to respond though. The gift of Jesus, the greatest gift of all time. 
Father, we thank you for a few moments just to think about the gift of Jesus and all that he offers to us. And God, I just pray that you'd help us all to think about what you're saying to us right now. God, I pray that you'd help us to really consider this incredible gift and what you've given to every single person through the gift of an infant. God, we're going to be celebrating in a bit. We're going to have fun and gifts are going to be exchanged. People are going to smile. We're going to laugh and it's going to be wonderful. But God, I pray that you'd help us not to move through this time without considering our greatest gift, the gift of Jesus. I'd like for you just to keep your head bowed and your eyes closed for a moment. And this just kind of being a quiet time between you and God. You know, maybe you're here and you've never responded to the gift of Jesus before. And you're kind of getting that he offers something to you. And you're ready to respond to that. And you want him as that gift in your life. Then I would encourage you from your heart to God's ears. Just say these kinds of words to him. Dear God. I know that you were born just for me. And I know that you paid the price for my sins. Thank you for the wonderful gift of your love. And right now I invite you into my life as my leader and as my forgiver. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for your gift. Maybe you're here and that's a step you've already taken. I just want to encourage you to think about, are you allowing Jesus to lead your life? Maybe you've pushed him out a little bit. And so this would be a great time for you just to talk to God and say, all right, I'm going to let you lead once again, and I'll start on the day we celebrate the birth of your son. God, we just thank you so much for the gift of Jesus and everything that we get with him. God, we don't deserve this. We could never pay for this. And you knew that. And so out of your love and your mercy, you sent him to pay the price for our sin and to live and die and rise again so that we could be made right with you and with each other. God bless us this Christmas. May it be our greatest celebration ever. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. thank you for listening. We'd also like to invite you to join us for any of our Sunday gatherings as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 915 and 11.